chapter fourteen of the chief legatee by anna catherine green this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by tony oliva chapter fourteen a detective's work morning the living household was about its tasks for all the horror of the night before and the still unrelieved suspense as to the fate of one of its members the maid who had sat on watch in the upper hall for so many hours the evening before was again at her post but this time with her eye fixed only on one door the door behind which slept the exhausted anitra ransom's room was empty he was in the sitting-room below closeted with the lawyer someone had been there before them the tray of bottles and glasses had been removed from the table and in their place were to be seen a woman's damaged hat and a small tortoise-shell comb mr harper's hand was on the former which was wound about with a wet veil i think i recognize this said he at least i have a distinct impression of having seen it before it was picked up with the veil still on it near the entrance of the lane explained ransom then there can be no doubt that it is the hat miss hazen wore during her journey she tossed it off the moment her foot touched the ground and taking the shawl from her neck pulled it over her head instead you remember that she had no hat on when they brought her in i remember this is miss hazen's hat without any doubt the lawyer eyed the speaker with curious interest there was something in his tone that he did not understand and this he ventured laying a respectful finger on the comb found in the open field between the house and the mill-stream do you recognize it no georgian wore such combs but i cannot absolutely say that this is hers i can you see this little gold work at the top well i have an eye for such things and i noticed this comb in her hair last night there were two of them just alike instinctively the two men sat with their eyes fixed for a minute on this comb then equally instinctively they both looked up and gazed at each other long and hard it was the lawyer who first spoke i think that we should have no further secrets between us said he here is mrs ransom's will there is a name mentioned in it which i do not know perhaps you do here he laid the document on the table mr ransom eyed it but did not take it up instead he drew a crumpled paper from his own pocket and handing it to the lawyer said first i should like you to read the letter which she left behind for me my feelings as a husband would lead me to hold it as a sacred legacy from all eyes but my own but there is a mystery hidden in it a mystery which i must penetrate and you are the only man who can assist me in doing so the lawyer lowering his eyes to hide their own suspicious glint opened the paper and carefully read these lines forgive my troubles are too much for me i'm going to a place of rest the only place and the only rest possible to one in my position i don't blame anybody least of all do i blame anitra 
it was not her fault that she was brought up rudely or that she knows no restraint in love or in hate be kind to her for my sake and if any one else claims her or offers to take her from you resist them i give her entirely to you it's a more priceless gift than you think much more priceless than the one which i take from you by my death i could never have been happy with you you could never have been happy with me fate stood between us a darker and more inexorable fate than you in your kindly experience of life could imagine else why do i plunge to my death with your ring on my finger and your love in my heart georgian ravings questioned ransom hoarsely as mr harper's eyes rose again to his face it would seem so assented the lawyer yet there is intelligence in all the lines and the will read the will there is no lack of intelligent purpose there little as it accords with the feeling she exhibits here for her sister she leaves her nothing and does not even mention her name her personal belongings she bequeaths to you but her realty which comprises the bulk of her property i believe she divides uh, somewhat unequally i own between you and a man named auchincloss it is he i want to ask you about have you ever heard her speak of him josiah auchincloss of st louis missouri read mr ransom no the name is new to me didn't she tell you anything about him when she gave you her instructions not a word she said you will hear from him if ever this will is published he has a right to the money and i entreat you to show your respect for me by seeing that he gets it without any unnecessary trouble that was all she said or would say your wife was a woman of powerful character mr ransom my little arts counted for nothing in any difference of opinion between us auchincloss repeated ransom another unknown quantity in the problem of my poor girl's life what a tangle do you wonder that i am overcome by it anitra the so-called brother and now this auchincloss right ransom i share your confusion do you the words came very slowly penetratingly haven't you some idea some strange possibly half-formed notion or secret intuition which might afford some clue to this labyrinth i have been told that lawyers have a knack of getting at the bottom of human conduct and affairs you have had a wide experience does it not suggest some answer to this problem which will harmonize all its discordant elements and make clear its various complications mr harper shook his head but there was a restrained excitement in his manner which was not altogether the reflection of that which dominated ransom and the latter observing it leaned across the table till their faces almost touched do you guess my thought he whispered look at me and tell me if you guess my thought the lawyer hesitated eyeing well the trembling lip the changing color the wide-open deeply flushed eyes so near his own then with a slow smile of extraordinary subtlety if not of comprehension 
answered in a barely audible murmur i think i do i may be mad but i think i do the other sank back with a sigh charged with what the lawyer interpreted as relief mr harper reseated himself and for a moment neither looked at the other and neither spoke it would almost seem as if neither breathed then as a bird deceived by the silence hopped to the window sill and began its cheap cheep mr ransom broke the spell by saying in low but studiously business-like tones have you thought it worth while to study the ground under her window or anywhere else for footprints it might not be amiss what do you think about it let us go readily acquiesced the lawyer rising to his feet with an honest show of alacrity after which i must telegraph to new york i was expected back to-day i know it but your duties there will keep these here cannot your hand on the promise that you will respect my secret till well till i can assure you that my intuitions are devoid of any real basis the lawyer's palm met his then they started to go out but before they had passed the door mr ransom came back lifting the comb from the table he put it in his pocket as he did this his eye flashed sideways on the other there were strange hints and presentiments in it which brought the color to the usually imperturbable lawyer's cheek in going out they passed the office door a dozen men were hanging about smoking and talking among them was a countryman who had just swallowed open-mouthed the story of the past night's tragedy he was now speaking out his own mind concerning it and this is what these two heard him say as they went by do you know what strikes me as mighty strange that they should clear that stone of the name of anitra just in time to put georgians in its place i call that peculiar i do the lawyer and the husband exchanged a glance mrs ransom had a deep mind the lawyer remarked as the door slammed behind them she apparently thought of everything ransom directing a look down the street towards the factories and the roaring mill-stream uttered a shuddering sigh they are still searching said he but they will never find her they will never find her the lawyer pulled him away that's because they search the water we will search the land that's half water too but it cannot hide every clue you have eyes for the imperceptible use them mr harper use them i will but this is a detective's work do not expect too much from me i expect nothing i do not dare to let us tread very softly that is all and be careful to talk low if we have anything to say by this time they had rounded the corner of the house and entered a narrow walk flagged with brick which connected the space in front with the rear offices and garden this walk ran close to the walls which were broken on this side by an l projecting in the direction of the mill stream it was from the roof of this l that anitra declared georgian to have slipped and fallen their first care was to glance up at the roof 
it was a sloping one and anitra's story seemed credible enough when they noted how much easier it would be to drop upon it from the little balcony overhead than to traverse the roof itself and reach the ground beneath without slipping but as they looked longer each face betrayed doubt the descent from the balcony was easy enough but how about the passage from georgian's window to the balcony this ladder was confined to the one window and was surrounded by an ornamental balustrade high enough to offer a decided obstacle to the adventurous person endeavoring to leap upon it from the adjoining window ledge however this leap made in the dark and under circumstances inducing the utmost recklessness might look practical enough from the window ledge itself and mr harper making a remark to this effect proposed that they should examine the ground rather than the house for evidences of mrs ransom's slip and fall as related by anitra the only spot where they could hope to find such was in the one short stretch the width of the l underlying the edge of the sloping roof but this spot was all flagged as i have already said and when their eyes strayed beyond it to the untilled fields stretching between them and the great rock at the verge of the waterfall from which she was supposed to have taken her fatal leap it was to find them as unproductive of evidence as the brick walk itself not one pair of feet but many had passed that way since early morning the ground showed a mass of impressions of all sizes and shapes amid which it would have been impossible for them without the necessary experience to have followed up the flight of any one person they had come to their task too late futile decided the lawyer there is no use in our going that way and he turned to look again at the ground in their immediate vicinity as he did so his eye lighted on the triangular spot where the l met the side of the house under the kitchen windows here there was no flagging the walk taking a diagonal course from the corner of the l to the kitchen door what are those he asked pointing to two oblong impressions brimming with water which disfigured the centre of this small plot they look like footprints ventured ransom they are footprints decided mr harper as they stooped to examine the marks and the footprints of a person dropping from a height nothing else explains their depth or general appearance couldn't they be those of a person approaching the l to converse with someone above i see others similar to these in the open place over there beyond the kitchen door it is a trail let us follow it it seems to lead anywhere but towards the waterfall this is an important discovery mr ransom and may lead to conclusions such as we might not otherwise have presumed to entertain especially if we come upon an impression clear enough to point in which direction the person making it was going here is what you want ransom assured him in a low and curiously smothered voice he was evidently greatly excited by this result of their inquiries for all his apparent quiet and precise movements it's a woman's step and that woman was going from the l when she left these tokens of her passage behind her going 
and as you say not in the direction of the waterfall hush i see some one at the kitchen window let us move warily and be sure not to confound these prints with those of any other person it looks as if a great many people had passed here yes this is the way to the chicken coops and outhouses but in the ground beyond i think i see a single line of steps again small steps like these where can they be leading they are deep like those of a person running and straggling like those of a person running in the dark see how they waver from the direct line down there turn and almost come up against that woodpile whose steps are these whose mr harper quick i must see where they go our time will not be lost the key to the labyrinth is in our hands the lawyer was in the rear and the eyes of the other were fixed far ahead for this reason perhaps the former allowed himself a quiet shake of the head which might not have encouraged the other so very much had he caught sight of it they were now on the verge of the garden or what would soon be a garden if these rains betokened spring a path ran along its edge and in this path the footsteps they were following lost themselves but they came upon them again among the hillocks of some old potato hills beyond and finally traced them quite across the garden waste to a fence along which they ran blundering from ploughed earth to spots of smoother ground and so back again till they came upon an old turnstile passing through this the two men stopped and looked about them they were in a road ridged with grass and flanked by bushes one end ran east into a wooded valley the other debouched on the highway a few feet to the right of the tavern the lane exclaimed mr harper the lead towards the waterfall was a feint it was in this direction she fled and it is from this point that search must be made for her ransom greatly perturbed for this possibility of secret flight opened vistas of as much mystery if not of as much suffering as her death in the river glanced at the sodden ground under their feet and thus along the lane to where it lost itself from view among the trees no possible following of steps here he declared a hundred people must have come this way since early morning it's a short cut from the ferry they told me last night that it lessened the distance by fully a quarter of a mile the ferry can she be there or in the woods or on her way to some unknown place far out of our reach the thought is maddening mr harper and i feel as helpless as a child under it shall we get detectives from the county seat or start on the hunt ourselves we might hear something further on to help us we might but i should rather stay on the immediate scene at present ah there comes a fellow in a cart who should be able to tell us something stand by and i'll accost him you needn't show your face mr ransom turned aside mr harper waited till the slow-moving horse dragging a heavily jogging wagon came alongside and he had caught the eye of the low-browed broad-faced farmer boy who sat on a bag of potatoes and held the reins good morning said he bad news this way any better at the ferry or down east as you call it hey was the lumbering half-suspicious answer from the startled boy 
i've heard not down yonder but that a gal threw herself over the waterfall up here last night is that a fact sir i'm mighty curious to know my mother knew them hazens she used to wash for em years ago she told me to bring up these taters and larn all i could about it we don't know much more than that ourselves was the smooth cautious reply the lady certainly is missing and she is supposed to have drowned herself then as he noted the fellow's eyes resting with some curiosity on mr ransom's well-clad gentlemanly figure added gravely and with a slight gesture towards the latter the lady's husband the lad's jaw fell and he looked very sheepish excuse me mistress i didn't know he managed to mutter with a slash at his horse which was vainly endeavouring to pull the cart from the rut in which it had stuck i guess i'll go along to the hotel i've a bag of taters for mrs Dio. but the cart didn't budge and the lawyer had time to say guess you didn't hear anything said about another lady i am interested in no talk down your way of a strange young woman seen anywhere on the highway or about any of the houses between here and the landing jerusha i did hear a neighbor of mine say something about a stranger gal he saw this very morning met her down by beardsley's she was going through the mud on foot as lively as you please asked him the way to the ferry he noticed her because she was pretty and spoke in such a nice way just like a city gal he said is it any one from this hotel added the fellow with a wondering look if so she walked a mile before daylight in mud up to her ankles a girl of powerful grit that with a mighty good reason for catching the train oh there's an early train then asked the lawyer ignoring the other's question with unmoved good humour one i mean before the ten fifty express yes sir or so i've heard i never took it folks don't from here except they're in an awful hurry will you say who the young woman is not not we don't know who she is quietly objected the lawyer and you don't know who she is either he severely added holding the yawping countryman with his eye if you're the man i think you you'll not talk about her unless you're asked by the constable or someone you are bound to answer and what's more you'll earn a five-dollar bill by going back the road you've come and bringing here without any talk or fuss the man you were just telling us about i want to have a talk with him but i don't want anyone but you and him to know this you can tell him it's worth money if he don't want to come do you understand you bet chuckled the grinning lad a five-dollar bill is mighty clearing to the mind sir but must i turn right back before going on to the hotel and hearing the news we'll help you turn the cart grimly suggested mr harper get up there dobbin or whatever your name is here ransom lend a hand there was nothing for the fellow to do but to accept the help proffered and turn his cart with one longing look towards the hotel he jerked at the rein and shouted at the horse which after a few feeble efforts pulled the cart about and started off again in the desired direction sooner done sooner paid shouted the lawyer as lad and cart went jolting off remember 
to ask for lawyer harper when you come back i won't be far from the office the fellow nodded gave one grinning look back and whipped up his nag the lawyer and ransom eyed one another it's only a possibility emphasized the former don't lay too much stress upon it let us speak plainly urged ransom mr harper are you sure that you know just what my thought is the time has not come for discussing that question let us defer it there is a fact to be settled first whether the girl no this whether your wife could have jumped from her window to the balcony as anitra said it did not look feasible from below but as i then remarked to you our opinion may change when we consider it from above will you go upstairs with me to your wife's room i will go anywhere and do anything you please so that we learn the exact truth but spare me the curiosity of these people the crowd on this side is increasing we will go in by the kitchen door someone there will show us the way upstairs and in this manner they entered not escaping entirely all curious looks for human nature is human nature whether in the kitchen or parlor in the hall above mr ransom took the precedence as they neared the fatal room he motioned the lawyer to wait till he could ascertain if miss hazen would be disturbed by their intrusion the door which had been broken in between the two rooms could not have been put back very securely and he dreaded incommoding her he was gone but a minute almost as soon as the lawyer started to follow him he could be seen beckoning from poor georgian's door miss hazen is asleep whispered ransom as the other drew near we can look about this room with impunity they both entered and the lawyer crossed at once to the window your wife could never have taken the leap ascribed to her by the woman you call anitra he declared after a minute's careful scrutiny of the conditions the balustrade of the joining balcony is not only in the way but the distance is at least five feet from the extreme end of this window ledge a woman accustomed to a life of adventure or to the feats of a gymnasium might do it but not a lady of mrs ransom's habits if your wife made her way from this room to the balcony outside her sister's window she did it by means of the communicating door but the door was found locked on this side there is the key in the lock now you are sure of this i was the first one to call attention to it then began the lawyer judiciously but stopped as he noted the peculiar eagerness of ransom's expression and turned his attention instead to the interior of the room and the various articles belonging to mrs ransom which were to be seen in it the dress your wife wore when she signed her will he remarked pointing to the light green gown hanging on the inside of the door by which they had entered ransom stepped up to it but did not touch it he could see her as she looked in this gown in her memorable passage through the hall the evening before and recalling her expression wondered if they yet understood the nature of her purpose and the determination which gave it such extraordinary vigor mr harper called his attention to two other articles of dress hanging in another part of the room 
these were her long gray raincoat and the hat and veil she had worn on the train she went out bareheaded and in the plain serge dress in which she arrived remarked mr harper with a side glance at ransom i wonder if the girl met on the highway was without hat and dressed in black serge ransom was silent anitra's hat is below and here is mrs ransom's she who escaped from this house last night went out bareheaded repeated the lawyer mr ransom moving aside to avoid the probing of the other's eye merely remarked you noticed my wife's dress very particularly it seems it was of serge you say yes i am learned in stuffs i remarked it when she got into the coach possibly because i was struck by its simplicity and conventional make there was no trimming on the bottom only stitching her sister's was just like it they had the look of being ready-made but anitra had no raincoat i remember that her shoulders were wet when she came in from the lane no she had no protection but her blouse black like her dress i presume that her hot blood resented every kind of wrap again that sidelong glance from his keen eye she wore a checked silk handkerchief about her neck the one she afterwards put over her head you were on the same train with my wife and sister-in-law ransom now said did you sit near them converse with them that is with mrs ransom i have no reason for deceiving you in that regard replied mr harper i did not come up from new york on the same train they did they must have come up in the morning for when i arrived at the place they call the ferry i saw them standing on the hotel steps ready to step into the coach i spoke to mrs ransom then but only a word my gripsack had been put under the driver's seat and i saw that i was expected to ride with him notwithstanding the inclemency of the weather mrs ransom saw it too and possibly my natural hesitation for she turned to me after she had seen her sister safely ensconced inside and said something about her regret at having subjected me to such inconvenience but did not offer to make room for me in the body of the coach though there was room enough if the other had been the quiet lady she was herself but she was not and possibly this was mrs ransom's excuse for her apparent lack of consideration for me before we reached the point where the lane cuts in i became aware of some disturbance behind me and when we really got there i heard first the coach door opening then your wife's voice raised in entreaty to the driver calling on him to stop before her sister jumped out and hurt herself she is deaf and very wild was all the explanation she gave after miss hazen had leaped into the wet road and darted from sight into what looked to me in the darkness like a tangled mass of bushes then she said something about her having had hard work to keep her still till we got this far but that she was sure she would find her way to the hotel and that we mustn't bother ourselves about it for she wasn't going to anitra and she had run this road too many times when they were children 
that is all i have to tell of my intercourse with these ladies prior to our appearance at the hotel i think it is right for me to clear the slate ransom who knows what we may wish to write upon it next a slight shiver on ransom's part was the sole answer he gave to this innuendo then both settled themselves to work the eyes of either flashing hither and thither from one small object to another in this seemingly deserted room in the momentary silence which followed the even breathing of the woman in the adjoining room could be distinctly heard it seemed to affect mr ransom deeply though he strove hard to maintain the business-like attitude he had assumed from the beginning of this unofficial examination she has confided nothing more to you since your return from the river bank suggested the lawyer no the word came sharply considering mr ransom's usual manner the lawyer showed surprise but no resentment and turned his attention to the bag both had noted lying open on two chairs nothing equivocal here he declared after a moment's careful scrutiny of its remaining contents the only comment i should make in regard to what i find here is that all the articles are less carefully chosen than you would expect from one of your wife's fondness for fine appointments they were collected in a hurry and possibly by telephone returned the unhappy husband after a shrinking glance into the bag the ones she provided in anticipation of her wedding are at the hotel in new york in the trunks and bags there you will find articles as elegant as you could wish here he turned to the dresser and pointed to the various objects grouped upon it these show that she arranged herself with care for her meeting with you last night how did she appear at that interview natural hardly she was much too excited but i had no suspicion of what she was cherishing in her mind i thought her intentions whimsical and endeavored to edge in a little advice but she was in no mood to receive it her mind was too full of what she intended to do here's where she ate her supper he added picking up a morsel of crust from a table set against the wall and so this door was found fastened on this side he proceeded laying his hand on the broken lock it had to be burst open you see and the window was up the carpet as you can tell by look and feeling is still wet with the soaking it got mr harper's air changed to one of reluctant conviction the evidence seems conclusive of your wife having left this room and the house in the remarkable manner stated by miss hazen yet this yet showed that he was not as thoroughly convinced as the first phrase would show but he added nothing to it only stood listening apparently to the even breathing of the sleeper on the other side of this loosely hanging door as he did so his eye encountered the hot dry gaze of mr ransom fixed upon him in a suspense too cruel to prolong and with a sudden change of manner he moved from the door saying significantly as he led the way out let us have a word or two in your own room 
it is a principle of mine not to trust even the ears of the deaf with what it is desirable to keep secret had the glance with which he said this lingered a moment longer on his companion's face he would undoubtedly have been startled at the effect of his own words but being at heart a compassionate man or possibly understanding his new client much better than that client supposed he had turned quite away in crossing the threshold and so missed the conscious flash which for a moment replaced the sombre and feverish expression that had already aged by ten years the formerly open features of this deeply grieved man once in the hall it was too dark to note further niceties of expression and by the time mr ransom's room was reached purpose and purpose only remained visible in either face as they were crossing the threshold the lawyer wheeled about and cast a quick look behind him i observe said he that you have a full and unobstructed view from here of the whole hall and of the two doors where our interest is centred i presume you kept a strict watch on both last night you let nothing escape you nothing that one could see from this room with a thoughtful air the lawyer swung to the door behind them as it latched the face of mr ransom sharpened he even put out a hand and rested it on a table standing near as if to support himself in anticipation of what the lawyer would say now that they were again closeted together mr harper was not without his reasons for a corresponding agitation but he naturally controlled himself better and it was with almost a judicial air that he made this long expected but long deferred suggestion you had better tell me now and as explicitly as possible just what is in your mind it will prevent all misunderstanding between us as well as any injudicious move on my part mr ransom hesitated leaning hard on the table then with a sudden burst he exclaimed it sounds like folly and you may think that my troubles have driven me mad but i have a feeling here a feeling without any reason or proof to back it that the woman now sleeping off her exhaustion in anitra's room is the woman i courted and married georgian hazen now georgian ransom my wife good i have made no mistake that is my thought too responded the lawyer End of chapter 14